while everybody else is focused on Jacoby Brissett being the competition for Sam Howell to challenge for the starting quarterback job. The new Washington Commanders quarterback is focused on something completely different, and that is the exact reason that Washington brought him in as a free agent. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Commanders fans of the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I'm your host, David Harrison, credentialed member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can also find me on Twitter at dharrison82. And I want to thank you all for making this show your first listen or your first view every single day. Nick Gates has control issues. Andrew Wiley isn't here because Eric Bieniemy isn't hard to deal with. He's here because he is a little hard to deal with. And Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns is going to tell us if Jacoby Brissett is really a competitor for Sam Howell. But first, we heard from Brissett and three other new commanders on Thursday via their introductory press conferences held by the Washington Commanders on Zoom. And the new quarterback is already racking up wins in how he interacts with the media. So Jacoby Brissett, of course, I mean, the, the expectation, right? The first question right out the bat was going to be about how Jacoby Brissett felt about coming in to compete with Sam Howell for the starting quarterback job uh, here in Washington. And here's what Jacoby had to say. He said, quote, the main thing is just to come in and be to be a good teammate. That's what I think I've carried with me throughout my career. And then everything else has always taken care of of itself. And, and I think that was such a brilliant, brilliant answer, like media 101. I know uh, a lot of these big time college programs are teaching their student athletes how to deal with media. Uh, I mean, some high school programs are, are teaching their student athletes how to how to deal with media. And even in the NFL, the rookie symposium and and all those things constantly just just lessons and information learned uh, about how to deal with the media, because let's be honest, and, and it's not always it's not always the guys on the writing and the speaking and doing this. I know that's that's the that's the rap. You know what I mean? And that's part of the job. I get it. But it's not always this the spinning that's that's being done. Sometimes people say some things that are just kind of wild, right? I always I always go back to Jakai Polite uh, coming out of Florida during the NFL scouting combine. I think it was 2019, and you know he's he's at the podium and he's getting asked questions about, you know, that everybody has asked every scouting combine. Who have you met with? What did they say? What questions were you asked? Was anything weird? Most of the players come through with the canned answers. Now, you know, it was, you know, we went over some film. They asked me about this. They asked me, no, no, no big deal. Ja'Kai Polite was sitting up there saying the Green Bay Packers were dogging me, man. Like they were just picking me apart and they were just dogging my game. And he did say a couple of times, like, I know why they're doing it. And I understand it. And I'm not offended by it or whatever, but the way he was saying it and the words he was using, Look, I was standing there on the floor, and I, and I knew he wasn't trying to be disrespectful. He wasn't trying to, to say anything about the Green Bay Packers. But I also knew that everybody else around us was not hearing it the exact same way. And sure enough, uh, I mean, it was only for a day or so, but that kind of caught fire and certainly hurt his draft stock. So the way you interact with the media is very important. But also, look, we, we talk to a lot of people. So the BS meter is out, right, especially when you're meeting somebody new. And so not only does Kobe Brissett say can't come in and say, look, I'm focused on being a good teammate to Sam Howell, to all these guys first, but it, it, it was believable, right? When you heard him say you believed him, it didn't, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel fake. It didn't feel like, oh, I'm saying this just because it's the right thing to say. It's, it came through 
genuine. Uh, asked about the dynamic because this, this is weird, right? So Jacoby Brissett comes in. He's expected to be a competitor to, to I would say, take Sam Howell's job because it's not Sam Howell's job per se to lose just yet. But Sam Howell is expected, right? That's kind of the verbiage. Uh, that that's been that's been used that he's coming into the offseason as the number one quarterback. He's going to be given the opportunity uh, to win the job, but there there is going to be competition. But the the feel of it is that Sam Howell is starting as one, right? Sam Howell starts as one. Jacoby Brissett starts as two. It's Sam Howell's job to essentially lose, but he still needs to go out there and prove that he's not going to let go of it. If that if that makes sense. So it's a weird dynamic because Jacoby Brissett is coming in as as a veteran. He's been around. He's he's played for a few teams now. Uh, he's been kind of the hot up-and-coming quarterback before, but he's also been the grizzled veteran coming in to back up a youngster like Tua Tungvaluwa, uh, stuff like that. And so it's it's an interesting interesting dynamic in which, in some sense, he's almost pitted as a foe of Sam Howell's, but also everybody's going to expect him to be a mentor to Sam Howell. Uh, and that's honestly going to be there, whether he's a starter or a backup, you know, given his experience, given his time in the league, starter or backup, everybody's going to expect Jacoby Brissett to kind of be teaching Sam Howell uh, as he's going through this thing. Um, so he was asked about how he's going to handle kind of that dynamic. And Brissett said, quote, being a good team teammate will trump anything. I may need him. He may need me. Just finding ways to help each other to get better for our own benefit, but also for our room, for our offense, and also for this team, end quote. Uh, and, and, and again, that's kind of a condensed quote. There's some other things that he said there, but that's kind of the gist of everything that Brissett had to say uh, when asked about it. And, that, and I think that's great. And that again, is the reason why the Washington Commanders brought him in as a backup quarterback. I go back to the reasons why I thought this team should bring back Taylor Heineke. Yes, limited physically, right? But you can't understate the leadership ability. You can't understate the preparation ability. You can't understate the drive to be to be an expert uh, in what you can do. And that's what Taylor Heineke brought. And Taylor Heineke as a starter was a passionate player, member of the team, gave it his all. Taylor Heineke as a backup was a passionate member of the team and gave it his all. And that was the reason that I was kind of rallying for Taylor Heineke to be brought back. Now he goes to Atlanta and he's going to do the same thing there for the Falcons, be that same kind of quarterback for Desmond Ritter uh, if he backs him up. And But Jacoby Brissett, just by his own words here, focus on being that good teammate, then focus on everything else. If, if, if he's a starting quarterback, focus on being the starting quarterback. But first things first, I'm going to be a good teammate. I'm not going to go out there and root against Sam Howell. I'm not going to go out there and, and try to be like, well, he did this wrong or he did that wrong. No, he's going to help Sam Howell be the best Sam Howell he can be because he also is going to lean on Sam Howell to make Jacoby Brissett the best version of himself. So I think that I think the way that he handled it and I think the words he's saying are great and they're believable. They feel believable. Now, again, we're over Zoom, right? So maybe he's just pulling the wool over our eyes. Uh, and in reality, he's going to like spike Sam Howell's Gatorade with sleeping pills so that, you know, Sam Howell comes out to practice. Uh, tired or fatigued or can't study his film or, or what have you. I don't think that's the case, though. Um, but we're going to hear from Jeff Lloyd here in a little bit. Locked on Browns. So he's going to let us know if this is the real Jacoby Brissett. Like, that's going to be one of my first questions. Is this the real Jacoby Brissett or is this just the show he's putting on for the media? So we're going to get that answer because this isn't going to be the last time uh, that Brissett is asked about competing while also taking on the mentorship role. Like, this is going to be a theme all offseason long. And Sam Howell, uh, right now he's out there working. I saw a clip of, of him and De'Ami Brown doing routes together, which is amazing. Uh, he's going to have plenty of opportunities because he's going to get asked about the competition uh, and about Jacoby Brissett as well, uh, battling the veteran this preseason. So hopefully Sam Howell out there working on his throws, doing all the things he needed to do as a player, great. But hopefully he's also learning. Uh, and, I mean, he did well with the media on his own. But, you know, continue to get better, continue to learn from a veteran and kind of see how he handled it. Because if Howell is going to be taught anything from his new commander's quarterback before he ever even meets him, it's going to be how to 
uh, address a fairly potentially controversial topic with the media. So new Washington quarterback, uh, Joe Jacoby Brissett scoring some points on Thursday, but we still have to really get to know him. Jeff Lloyd of locked on Brown spent the last year covering him. So he's going to drop in, give us some insight here next on today's episode of locked on commanders. And today's episode of locked on commanders is brought to you by built bar. The built March madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite built bar or built puff. And now is your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'm going to be dropping my vote for lemon dipped cheesecake puff because that thing is amazing. And if you want your favorite to win, then you're going to be dropping in to vote for your favorite bar as well. Support your team, support your bar or your puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners are going to get a free box of built products. Not only that, but one locked on fan is going to get a 12 month subscription to built where you're going to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered straight to your door every month. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. So amazing. They taste delicious. You're not even going to realize that they're actually good for you. For starters, high protein, low sugar, covering 100% real chocolate. They're the real deal. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on in and support your pick at BuiltBarBuilt.com. Built different. Jeff Lloyd joins us next right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joined now on the Locked On Commanders podcast by Jeff Lloyd on Twitter at Jeff underscore LJ underscore underscore Lloyd. That's two L's in Lloyd, host of one of the hosts of the Locked On Browns podcast. And of course, we're talking new Washington Commanders quarterback Jacoby Brissett. So Jeff, I mean, that let's just start there. What are the Washington Commanders getting in Jacoby Brissett? Uh, I think you're going to be excited. Um, unlike a lot of you know quarterbacks in today's NFL, Jacoby Brissett is, you know, as much as he's the quarterback of the team, he is literally just another player on the team. Um, really, really great in the locker room. And it was a weird dynamic for the Browns last year. Um, you know, once Brissett was brought in after Deshaun Watson and then waiting on the suspension news and then 11 games, uh, and just the way Jacoby Brissett just went about the entire thing, you know, it's really difficult to go in that position. You know, normally if you're a backup quarterback, you jump in and it's, hey, you know, your quarterback's out for the year with an injury, this, that, and the other thing. It's very rare that you start and it's, okay, well, this is, you know, you have until this time. Uh, the play on the field is incredible. Played a lot better than I think anybody anticipated. Um, you know, a little shaky in the beginning because it was really tough for the Browns in August to manage quarterback reps because, you know, you wanted to get Deshaun as ready as you could, but you had to do it with the caveat of, well, he's not going to play till December. So, you know, by week two of the preseason, they started incorporating Jacoby in more, um, developed a really good relationship with Mari Cooper, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. You know, the numbers just spiked. I mean, a ridiculous, you know, jump for Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, certainly a responsible guy for that. He won this fan base over. Um, and I think for a lot of the fan base that was really against the Deshaun Watson acquisition, I think they kind of fell in love with a guy who was just a football player playing quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the way you describe him, right, just another another player on the team. I mean, we got to speak to him uh, Thursday morning in his introductory press conference over Zoom uh, here at the local media. First time I've ever talked to Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I'm aware of him. I, I've, I know who he is. You know, I, I've, I've seen stories, and I've obviously uh, I've seen some games. Unfortunately, he wasn't playing uh, when the Browns and Commanders faced off. But 
that's pretty much the, the way that he kind of sold himself. He was asked about the competition that he's entering into with Sam Howell. That's what the team is preaches. They want competition, that the best man win. And Jacoby started off by saying, you know, I, I want to start off by being a good teammate. And that throughout his entire career, he's he's found that if you are a good teammate, everything else uh, will figure itself out. And the, and the great thing about it was it didn't feel like that was just a good, politically correct, non-controversial answer. It really felt like Jacoby really meant that now. Is there any kind of, and, and I don't believe this, I just got done telling my listeners viewers that I don't believe this, but I want to get it from your angle. Is there, does that attitude detract from his competitive side? Because, you know, a lot of times we look at the quote unquote competitive players being like, I want every snap. I want to be on the field. Da, da, da. And Jacoby said he wants to be on the field. Of course, he, he talked about, you know, having to watch Deshaun finish out the season, but also just be that good teammate. Do you still see that competitive edge that you need in a starting quarterback in today's league when he is on the field? It's definitely rare. I agree with you. It's definitely rare that you can get a guy that can say the right things um, and basically, you know, in parentheses, hey, look, I would love the opportunity, um, but I understand what my role is. And I'm sure Washington, did, you know, didn't hold any, you know, it didn't hold anything back in their discussions with him. Hey, look, here's the deal. I mean, in the writings on the wall, you know, we got a guy we took in the second round. You know, we've seen we're pretty high on. Granted, he's only had one career start to this point. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett, look, it's the same dance he did with the Indianapolis Colts, same dance he did with the Miami Dolphins, uh, same dance he kind of did here with the Cleveland Browns. When you are not a top 32 quarterback in the NFL, you either accept your role or you flame out of the league rather quickly. God knows the NFL has had a lot of those guys who have gone that route. Uh, Jacoby, every time he's called upon, he goes out and performs. Um, you look at him physically on the field. I say the only thing is he's just a little slow. Um, as far as just his mannerisms, his, you know, his release is a little long. It's a little slow. So he's got to make up for it with great decision making. Um, but, you know, there's there's not a you know, th there is no BS that comes out of this guy. Everything he says is real. I mean, we're talking about a guy, you know, in college who had a transfer for his last year, you know, because they were basically going to take his job. So he had to go somewhere else and find a place to play his last year in college. So he's kind of been through this for a while now. You got to be t talking almost a decade now that Jacoby Brissett has gone this route. Um it's just, I think for a team like Washington, and look, you don't know. I think everybody in Washington is hoping and praying that maybe Sam Howell's the deal. Um, mm -hmm. But you can't go into this situation with no fallback plan. I mean, here was a team that was sniffing around until week 17 last year at a possible playoff appearance. Uh, so, you know, you've got to have everything ready. Uh, you know, Sam Howell, I, I hope he doesn't think this is going to be handed to him because Jacoby Brissett, you know, it's been many and many a battle for Jacoby Brissett, and he's going to go out there and, you know, even, you know, if it's a 50-50 split, he's going to give everything he has on every rep he takes. And, you know, he has, you know, Howell has one game of the history last year. Jacoby Brissett, I cannot get over about how well, if you had told me Jacoby Brissett played like he played, and, you know, then it went to Deshaun Watson, I think most Browns fans would have told you the record would have been seven and four, not four and seven. Uh, the numbers, I mean, the numbers certainly look, you know, to be better. And stat scout, stat scouts can always be a little bit dangerous. So here you say that is obviously encouraging the quarterback play doesn't necessarily match what the record uh, necessarily produced, which is why we always say quarterback or wins and losses are not quarterback stats. But unfortunately, they always get tied to the quarterback anyway, right? So it's it's interesting to hear you say that because I look at I look at kind of the, the situation here and Jacoby Brissett comes in. He's expected to compete for the starting job. So at a certain light, him. He and Sam Howell are kind of at ends, but at the same time, there's also this underlying of really whether you're the starter or the backup, there's an expectation that he's going to mentor Sam Howell. I've said that I think Jacoby's advantage in this competition uh, is the mental processing part of, of the game and not necessarily on the field, but Jacoby has learned a lot of playbooks and he's had to learn a lot of playbooks Absolutely. fairly quickly. You, you know, he was only one year in Cleveland, but I think that's the perfect litmus test. How quickly 
do you remember seeing Jacoby Brissett up to speed in Cleveland's offense? Because I think that's a good barometer for how quickly it'll take him to get up to speed in Washington. I would say the first, you know, week one in Carolina was a little rusty. Week two, he looked better against the Jets and the, uh, you know, ultimate collapse in that game, you know, was by the defense and the special teams. And the one thing, you know, we do say, you know, in by week three, you know, we're talking Thursday night football. Obviously, they put a pretty good one on the Steelers that night. And, you know, after that, it just seemed like he was in stride that, you know, it took, you know, about six, seven quarters for the relationship to develop with Amari Cooper, uh, David Njoku. And, you know, the thing is, you know, you, you've got to just, learn everybody and you know everybody may run the route the same but you want to know what a certain wide receiver on a 12 yard out he wants the ball high and outside you know other guys might want it low it you know low and outside it's a preference it's a thing you got to work on it again it was a, it was a weird summer the way the browns had to do it and if they had it to do over maybe they would have done you know some things differently me personally i would have given all the reps to percent look you're making 250 million dollars to sean watson you figure it out you be ready when we see you in december however you got to do it um but Everything with Jacoby. And, it, you know, there was a lot of, you know, even the news yesterday. I mean, everybody was just generally excited, generally happy for the guy. Um, and you don't always often get that, you know, with, you know, every quarterback. It's 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 almost like a love or hate type of thing with the position overall. But again, I, you know, I go back to the theory of, you know, he's a football player who plays quarterback. Um, you know, he's not the greatest athlete in the world, but an opportunity to run and do things with his legs. He'll do that. Um, granted, they quarterback sneak probably way, <laughs> way too much for my liking or way too much for it to be effective down the end. Um, but you know, basically, that's what it was. If I can get it done, I'll get it done. Why, why do we have to give it to the running back? Don't worry about it. I'll get it done. Um, it's just the type of mentality he has. Also, maybe you can do those things if you know you have a shorter, you know what I'm saying? Uh, there's going to be a time where you are no longer going to be the guy, so you do everything that's asked of you. And I think Jacoby Brissett is probably transitioning you know, in his career to what his life's going to be in football after his playing days are over. So that's why you speak the way you do. That's why you get this understanding. And, you know, like you said, I mean, talk about the advantage the guy has. I mean, you know, you, we always talk about the trees and who did somebody play with or who's he affiliated. He's affiliated everybody almost at this point, Jacoby Brissett. He's been everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's had, he's had a very Josh McCown type career. But, I mean, like you said, every time he has to go in to play – He's a very solid option. That's what he's provided every team that he's ever played for. And I think Washington could do a lot worse as a backup or even as a starter if he truly comes in there uh, and beats out Sam Howell for the starting job. Final question for you, Jeff. Uh, stat scouting, we, we've kind of already touched on it. Very dangerous. I'm glad that you kind of mentioned the the play doesn't necessarily match the production. Um, very, very solid touchdown interception ratio throughout Jacoby's career. Um, almost a two to one ratio, which I think is what you kind of expect from a middle of the road quarterback. Uh, did have six fumbles last year from the quarterback position in 11 games played. So that's a little bit concerning. Um, honestly, for me, I've covered Jameis Winston, so it's not too shocking, but it's <laughs> a little bit of a higher number than I think you want to have. What can you tell us about those fumbles? Is that something that you should be concerned of if, if he does have to play, or is that something that the stats can kind of lead you astray on? I think that's something that's it goes with how long it takes for him to completely get comfortable. Because, like I said, the mechanics are just a little slow. Jacoby's not a small guy. Jacoby's a really, really big guy, and you know he wasn't you know taught these you know, the way these younger guys are, where there's you know two to three to four different throwing motions. You know, Jacoby is usually oh straight up over the top every time, and you know that's going to get you you know into a pickle every now and then. You know, defenders get there. You know, every year it seems these edge defenders are faster and faster than they were the year before, so it does get him in a little bit of a you know. Thing. And the other thing is is he's not a guy that's got that burst ability. So his, you know, a lot of times in the back of his mind is I want to get this ball off. I have to get this ball off because, you know, I'm not Lamar Jackson. I'm not that creative with my legs. I don't have the power running the ball that a Josh Allen does. So a lot of times for Jacoby Brissett, the best you know path to success is physically throwing the ball and not ad-libbing, so to speak.
Absolutely. Jeff Lloyd on Twitter at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. That's two L's in Lloyd. Uh, catch him on the Locked On Browns podcast. He is a co-host of that show, uh, part of this illustrious network. Jeff, we appreciate you coming through and, and telling us all about Jacoby Brissett. No problem at all, man. I, I hope he honestly, I hope he kills it down there. I mean, it's going to be a tough competition. Obviously, uh, you know, Washington has a lot invested in Sam Howell, hoping to see if he can be their guy. But, you know, Jacoby Brissett's just kind of like vanilla ice cream. Always there, always consistent. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. On Thursday, we also spoke with new Washington Commanders offensive lineman Andrew Wiley and Nick Gates and linebacker Cody Barton. And it sure sounds like you should expect to see all three of them a lot coming up. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. But first, today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. The final stretch of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time for you to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook because new customers you get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win so you can feel confident going hard going aggressive because if your bet doesn't work you're going to get that value of your bet made up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets to try to rebuild your stack just download the FanDuel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and even threes Drained on Thursday, Maryland's men basketball team defeated West Virginia to advance to the second round of the NCAA tournament. And at the time of this recording, Maryland is plus 7,500 odds to win it all. If you put $10 on that and they pull it off, you're going to bring home $750. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with the same game parlays. I love the same game parlays. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. A quartet of press conferences on Thursday had us busy and booked Thursday morning into the afternoon as we heard from new commanders quarterback Jacoby Brissett, but we also heard from new offensive linemen Andrew Wiley and Nick Gates and linebacker Cody Barton. Starting off with Andrew Wiley, who we heard from first on the day, uh, confirmed what we all pretty much already knew or at least assumed, Eric Bieniemy, the driving force uh, for, for Andrew Wiley coming to Washington, but not just Andrew Wiley being attracted to coming to Washington because Eric Bieniemy was there, but according to Andrew Wiley's own words, Eric Bieniemy really, again, the driving force. like He was the pusher to bring Andrew Wiley to Washington. This wasn't Andrew Wiley looking out the, at the surroundings, saying, hey, EB, you're in Washington. How about I come to Washington? No, it was more like Eric Bieniemy saying, Andrew, you're my guy. You're coming here with me. Get your butt over here. Uh, we also uh, the, we also asked Andrew Wiley how to, to let us know a little bit about Eric Bieniemy. We met him in, in Ashburn. You know what I mean? It was a great first meeting. Spent a couple hours uh, there in the room with Eric Bieniemy. Certainly made a very good impression, I think, on everybody. But we don't really know Eric Bieniemy. You know what I mean? That's that time is still to come. So Andrew Wiley kind of shedding some light uh, on EB saying, quote, he's a very intense guy and he needs things his way. It's going to be a culture change for sure. And I'm just looking to carry it on end quote. So what I like here is that Andrew Wiley's not really shying away. Like the, the, the fact that Eric B can be a little abrasive, a little bit gruff, a little bit direct, maybe um, is not a secret. That's, that's, that's nothing that's uh, been held behind, you know, closed curtains or anything like that. But what I like about this statement is Andrew Wiley, not only is he acknowledging and not trying to play it down or anything, but also saying, I'm here for it, right? And he kind of mentioned during the course of his comments that coming from such a prolific offense, Andrew Wiley really wanted to continue being in an offense that scores a lot of points and does a lot of these great things. And he said EB was the driving force. Again, that, that phrase kind of came up. 
behind that Kansas City offense. Now, I know we've had a lot of debates over was it Andy Reid? Was it Eric Bianami? They say it's a combination. But look, Andrew Wiley just made a career decision to come to Washington to join Eric Bianami, saying that EB was one of the driving forces, if not the driving force, wants to run the ball, likes to run the ball, do all those kinds of things, and that he wants to be a part uh, of bringing that culture here to, to Washington. I think we should all be for it because, I mean, that culture is multi-Super Bowl wins, multi-Super Bowl trips, playoff uh, experience, all of those things. So if the, if the Washington Commanders can get that type of an offense out of this arrangement, that I think everybody uh, would be happy. Andrew Wiley did say he doesn't know right now if it's right tackle, left tackle, right guard, left guard, center. Not going to be center, right? But he has played a lot of guard. He's played some ta- or he's played some guard, a lot of tackle. Uh, my anticipation right now probably right tackle. That's where I think I have him uh, penciled in. But he's basically saying that he doesn't really know. I have more of a feeling that that's to keep the the mystery alive a little bit, kind of the the smoke screen game uh, that we get this time of year than it is actual knowledge, but. Uh, either way, I expect uh, Andrew Wiley to be playing on the right side of the Washington Commanders offensive line here in 2023. The second highest played, paid player uh, on the offensive line for the Washington Commanders right now, according to per year contract average. Again, not all that's guaranteed, but he is making the second highest uh, amount of money on per year basis. Pretty much tells you he's probably going to be starting, right? That's that's pretty much the expectation. Uh, next, we heard from Nick Gates, the new offensive lineman coming from the New York Giants, Patricia Trena of the Locked On Giants podcast came on the show earlier this week, and she told us that she expected Nick Gates to compete for Washington's starting center job. We know about the rotation that happened all last season. Also, Chase Rulier, two back-to-back season-ending uh, injuries. Really feel terrible for him. We'll see what that future uh, looks like right now. J.D. McKissick, running back that was in kind of a similar situation, he's already been released. Uh, so, you know, we'll see where where Chase, Chase Rulier's path uh, kind of takes him. But Nick also sounds like Nick Gates also sounds like he expects to do what Patricia Trina said she expects him to do, and that is to compete uh, for the starting center job. And I really liked his answer when he was asked, uh, you know, he kind of asked, like, what, you know, what is your role here? And he said, I expect to play center. That's where I expect most of my work to come from. Played center guard my entire career, but I really like center. That's my natural fit. That's kind of what he said was that was his natural position that he was kind of pressed and asked, why is that your natural position? Uh, and, and Gates said, quote, I just like being in control of everything, making calls, kind of telling everybody what to do. It holds me accountable just because you got to know everything, got to make sure everybody is on the same page. I just like being in charge, end quote. And he kind of said, you know, just something about being in charge. I like it. And, and you know, hey, look, self-awareness, right? If you got control issues, be aware of your control issues. Take control of your control issues. Uh, Nick, Nick Gates not, not shying away from that. But I also like the part where he says, you know, it keeps him accountable. And, and it's true because if you're the center, and if you're calling the protection, you're calling the shifts, you're calling the hots, you're calling the whatevers, and you got to be out there and say, here's what's what, here's what you're doing, here's what I'm doing, here's what that guy's doing, you got to know everything, right? You got to know everything from the left hash to the right hash, in between and above and beyond it. So I like that approach of it's not just, well, I want to be the guy. I want to be in charge. I want the credit. I want to be the guy making the calls. No, it's also I want to know everything that's happening uh, on the field all the time. Nick Gates uh, reminding me more and more every time, I talked to somebody about him, or now that we've talked to him a little bit, uh, remind me more and more of Ryan Jensen, center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I've uh, very, very much come to enjoy speaking to uh, whenever I get the opportunity to do so on my Buccaneers side of things. Finally, linebacker Cody Barton. He was the last conversation of the day. Jacoby Brissett was sandwiched between Barton uh, and and Nick Gates. Cody Barton came in, uh, and again, I'm immediately drawn back to Locked on Seahawks host Corbin Smith. When he came on the show to talk about Cody Barton, he told us that he felt Barton would fit better in a 4-3 base defense Mike linebacker role. 
And that's exactly what Cody said he went, he was looking for. Coming into free agency, he said he wanted the opportunity to be a true Mike linebacker in Seattle. They kind of run a three-four type of multiple type of, of scheme, from my understanding. And he basically was moved all over the place. Kind of played the will, kind of played the sand, played a little bit in the middle. But really, he wanted a Mike linebacker role uh, to come play, and that's what he was looking for entering the offseason. Did not know that Washington was interested until Monday when his agent called him and said that Washington made a very real offer uh, and wanted him and was very interested in him. And then went as far as to say that, you know, from 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 the impression I get from the words, Corbin, Cor Corbin Smith, Cody Barton is expecting to come into Washington to compete, at least compete for that Mike linebacker job. That's starting Mike linebacker job to be your new Cole Holcomb. Uh, you know, we'll see if the Washington commanders go in the draft and, and grab somebody uh, and do that kind of thing. And, and, you know, look, if you're on the field, you're competing. And if you're competing, there's a possibility you're going to get a job. So Cody Barton sounds like he's coming in here trying to start. Uh, Nick Gates has control issues and wants to be in control, wants to be in charge. So he's certainly expecting to play. And then Andrew Wiley, second highest paid per year uh, offensive lineman on the team. Uh, get to know these three names because it sounds like you're going to see and hear a lot from them coming up in the new season. Of course, you're going to continue to hear and see me in the offseason leading up to. We've got NFL owners meetings coming up, or the league meetings. We call them owner, but NFL league meetings uh, coming up here at the end of the month. I will not be in Phoenix. I was planning on being in Phoenix, but I've got some other things going on that can't take me away from here and put me there. But I will be paying attention, of course, close attention, everything going on down there, even though I won't be on the ground, and we will be here every day during that free agency. Obviously, is still going on. So we got even more potential there. Ownership news, stadium developments potentially uh, continuing to come out. There's a lot going on around this franchise. You guys know that it's always going on around this franchise. And I thank you for being here with me to discuss it all, to cover it all on the Locked On Commanders podcast, for making us your first watch or your first listen of the day. For your second, check out Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you want to join the conversation, drop your comments in the YouTube comment box or hit me up on email at LockedOnWashington. Or hit the email inbox at lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or in the DMs on Twitter at LO Commanders or at DHarrison82. I've got Mock Draft Monday coming up, reacting to all these new moves coming in to begin next week. And barring any other major news on the roster or ownership fronts, I will be doing a depth chart reset as well. Now that the Commanders have signed and re-signed eight players in the first week of the new NFL League year. Uh, and then John Kime of ESPN reporting Thursday that the team has also made an offer to receiver Cam Sims. So that could be coming down uh, the pipe anytime. I, for one, certainly hope to see Cam back with the Washington Commanders this season. So I'm signing off for today. David Harrison, staff writer for Commanders Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Find me there, here, or on Twitter at dharrison82. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you next time right back here for another episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.